Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Thank you so much for joining with us today at Real Life Church Online. Hey, before we get started, I want to say a happy Mom's Day to you. Come on, it's not too late. You got to call your mom up. You got to wish her, wish her, tell your lover. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my mom. She's going to love the attention. So shout out to mom. I love you so much. Hey, today's going to be an awesome day. I want to encourage you, man, if you're weighed down in this season with comparison, maybe anxiety, fear, and if you need some rest in your life, today's a very special day for you. I've invited my wife, Diane Petrie, to come out here, and she's going to share a message of hope and encouragement and rest with you today. I believe God's brought you on purpose to watch this video. I believe God's brought you in this moment that your spirit of God is with you, and there's a simple invitation of rest found in the Bible for you today. So if you're part of our church, I want to say thank you for being here. If you're new with us, man, thanks for joining with us in this season. I believe God has something special for you today. I want to say thank you to everybody, man, that shared our content last week. I would encourage you, if this content is speaking to you, share it with somebody else. God is going to use it. We had an incredible week last week. So many of you guys shared our content. It means the world to us when you click the share button. So you have the courage, man. Send this out. Let people know about the name of Jesus. Give some hope and encouragement in the season of rest that my wife will speak about so powerful today i want to invite you to something different this morning i want to invite you to stand to your feet as you worship god in song just go on your feet kind of break the position just do something a little different i knew maybe crown the kids or on the couch man just stand up we're gonna worship god man just give him our best this morning and we're gonna give him the glory come on let's worship jesus together come on. i was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn till I met you. I was breathing but not alive. All my failures I tried. Life. It was my time till I met you. Come on, sing it out. You called my name. Sing this out. Now your mercy has saved my soul. Now your freedom is all that I know.
some rescue. Slips it up. I need a rescue. My sin was heavy. The chains break at the weight of your glory. I need a shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a sinner, sinner,
sacrifices you've made for us in our lives, sending your son just to redeem us from the pain and the suffering that we find ourselves in day in and day out. And God, I just want to lift up somebody this morning, maybe somebody they don't know how they're going to make it to the end of the month and make their payments for their cars or their houses. God, I just want to lift up maybe somebody they don't know how they're going to make it to the end of the week with a spouse that they don't know anymore and they can't get along with. And God, I just want to lift up maybe somebody they don't know how they're going to make it to the end of the day because they're dealing with an addiction they don't see a way out of. But we know that you are a big God, a God that has this, even if we don't know how, we know that you want the best for us and you have a purpose in this pain. So God, we wanna lift up your name again. You are worthy. Thank you for who you are. We wanna give you all the honor and praise. And we just thank you for what you're going to do today in somebody's life. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Man, wherever you're at, let's give God a round of praise. Let's throw out some hearts, some love. Tell him how much we care about him, how much we love him. Throw some amens out there. And just thank you so, so much for uh, following along with today. We're excited for another real life online gathering, like Pastor Sean said earlier. I'm Barry. I'm just one of the many people that get to serve here at Real Life every week. And I want to welcome you to, to a great Mother's Day real life uh, gathering. And so if you're new with this, I want to welcome you as well. We're excited to have you follow along. And thank you so much for choosing to worship with us today. And so Real Life, wherever you're at, can we give everybody that's new just a huge round of applause? That's right, we're here. Throw some hearts, throw some loves. We want you to feel like you belong here. I want to say welcome home. I want to invite you, if you're new, to fill out something we're calling a digital communication card. And you can do that in two different ways. The first one is you can text RLNEW to 97000, or there's going to be a link that pops up in the comments, and you can click on that and fill that as well. And what this will do is it'll take you to a safe uh, form to fill out. 
So what we'll do is we'll have a team member just call you on the phone and they'll reach out and they want to resource you and their only job is to make you feel at home and let you know how much that we care about you. Because that's all about who we are and what we want you guys to feel like here at Real Life. Our mission is to see people far from God discover the real life and purpose in Jesus. So if you haven't been to church in a long time or you've never been to church, we are here for you. We want you to come hang out with us. We believe that you can even belong here before you even believe what we believe. We have a hope for you and that uh, hope has a name and that name is Jesus. So if you have any more questions or you would like to connect with Pastor Sean or Diane, I have something awesome for you tonight. It's called a welcome party. We're gonna meet on a Zoom meeting at six o'clock. And so this is for anybody that has questions, they wanna know more about our story, or you just uh, maybe you're looking for a church home and you just wanna see who we are and what we're about. This welcome party is for you. It's gonna be a really great time just to hang out, it's organics, like hanging out with your friends around the kitchen table. And you can do that by making a reservation by texting RL Welcome to 97000. Or again, there's gonna be another link that pops up and you can click on that. We would love to see you at this welcome party tonight on Zoom at six o'clock. We'll see you guys there. So before, uh, before Diane comes and brings a great Mother's Day message, let's go to God uh, one more time and just lift up today and just uh, pray for God's presence. God, we come before you. And again, we just want to give you honor and praise. Just thank you for who you are. God, I pray that each person that is following along today, I just I pray that they feel your presence. They know that you're real in, in an undeniable way. And God, I just pray that uh, you give them a sense of calm and peace in a time of fear and confusion. God, I just want to lift up our leaders, whether they're in, 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 in companies that are trying to open or, or political leaders trying to do the best for society. God, I just pray that you give them wisdom in this time of confusion. And I just, again, I want to lift up all the online gatherings today, whether it's Restore Church or whether it's Abundant Life. God, I just pray for each believer today and even somebody that's just looking for you. I just pray for them that they meet you this very day, this Mother's Day. And I pray this one they never forget. God, just thank you for who you are. I just pray for the message today that it lands well and people just really come out of here with a renewed hope and purpose. And God, again, we lift up all these things in your name. Amen. So here's your time that you guys can get to hang out. Find somebody in the comment sections. Find somebody in the sidebar. Somebody you know. Maybe somebody you don't know. Tell them how much you are excited to see them here. Show them some love. And uh, as, uh, as Diane comes up to bring the awesome message, can you guys give her some love and just give her some hearts as she gets ready to bring an awesome message? Hey, thanks, Barry. And yeah, show some hearts. Let's crash Facebook with all of our likes and hearts and stuff. You can keep them going. It's okay. Um, I just want to welcome all of you again to our Facebook church online today. Um, not just Facebook, but lots of places. We are just excited that you're here, especially if you're joining us for the first time. Welcome and happy Moms Day. Today, we are going to celebrate moms of all kinds. We're celebrating new moms and seasoned moms. We're celebrating, you know, birth moms and foster moms, celebrating moms who've lost and those who've never held their babies. We're celebrating those who wish to be moms, as well as those praying for a prodigal to come home. So to all the moms, grandmas, the aunts, the spiritual mentors, the people who have stood in the gap for us, we love you, we honor you today, and we are just so thankful to have you. So let's cheer on moms, give a big love and shout out to your mom on there. And especially in this season of quarantine and staying home, man, we have had some challenging times um, in my 
motherhood, no matter what season you're in, it's been hard for a lot of us. And don't get me wrong, we have had a ton of fun. We've been out doing sidewalk chalk, taking a million walks, looking for frogs in our neighborhood. We have, you know, seen 17 different ways that Jack can learn how to pee outside. That is his favorite new thing to do wherever he is. Even we've had the neighbors see everything. Um, and I've seen a lot of you guys too posting about the fun that you're having in this season. It's just been really incredible, but it's also been kind of a weary season as well, hasn't it? You know, I've learned that my kids require food every two hours to survive seven days a week. It's kind of crazy. Um, all the while they are refusing to nap, refusing to wear clothes and basically going crazy. Um, but it's also a weary season. You know, things just don't look the way that they've looked in the past. You know, we're working from home, we're parenting differently, we're trying to do ministry in different ways and have church from home and everything is just a little bit different in your parenting and homeschooling. And it can just be a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but man, I'm excited to lean in to see what God has for us in this season. And so we celebrate all of you moms today. Um, so to start, how many of you are interested in personality types, personality testing? Personally, I think it's super interesting and it probably is because of my personality, but I like to be kind of self-aware and self-reflect on, you know, who I am and how that connects with my spouse and my kids and all this stuff. And so last year, Kelly, when we were at a um, ministry meeting, introduced me to the Enneagram test. I don't know if any of you are Enneagram nerds out there. I'm a super newbie to it. And so I don't have as much knowledge about it as some of the other tests that I've used in the past, but she introduced it to us. We took the test and so for inquiring minds who want to know, I am a type nine. And if you're super nerdy, I'm a nine wing one. So you can go ahead and start analyzing all of the things, you know, that I'm doing right now and saying and all the things you can see through my life. And Sean also took the test. And so I'm actually married um, to a type eight. You can pray for me. But one of the funny things that we looked up um, was how does each type recharge? Sean's type of his type eight recharge list is horrifying to somebody like me. It's like, how do you recharge? Well, I have to find some way to be an adrenaline junkie. I have to go rock climbing. Um, I have to race fast cars. I have to do something like that. The worst was he actually, it said on there to have a healthy debate is how a type eight recharges, which is terrible if you're a type nine. For type nines, it was hilarious. It was basically like a pie chart with seven different ways to take a nap. <laughs> it included in there, how do nines recharge and refresh? They sleep, they take naps, they have a siesta. They do nothing. They actually take some time just to process um, or some time to just be. And let me tell you about how none of that is happening with a three and a half year old and an almost two year old at home all day for the last 57 days. But who's counting, right? <laughs> Since March 15th, we've been home with them. Um, but personality aside, I think rest is something that is super important. And so today we are gonna lean into this idea of rest. And I just wanna give you some hope and some encouragement today that wherever you are, I think God is gonna use this word in your life to encourage you. And so it's really easy to forget the one thing that we are supposed to do, but God wants us to come to him and rest. Um, something I've learned kind of over the years of ministry and parenting and all the things is that sometimes the easiest place to hide from God is actually doing his work. And I don't really believe that his work is only like church work or ministry work. Really, his work is anything he's called us to do. So that can be your job or being a parent or being a spouse or ministry or serving God in different ways. There's no separation between the secular and the spiritual in that. But we can get so busy doing those things and all of the different hats he's called us to wear that we can forget 
to come to be with God. We get too busy doing stuff to remember to go to him first. And honestly, in my life, I know I go a lot of places without ever going to God first. And so we're going to come today to remember what it is to find our rest in him. And so today we have two simple requests from God and a reminder of his promise. And I'm excited to dig in with you guys. So God shows us um, how to find rest in him. So we're going to be in the book of Matthew today. Um, and this book just, it's a gospel. So it's a story of Jesus's life. And this was written by Matthew hence the name, um, who was actually a tax collector in his time, which was a super hated job. Nobody liked those dudes. And so that Jesus used him as a cool, you know, way that Jesus does to use whatever he wants. Um, but this was actually written to the Jews about Jesus coming to fulfill the promise. So if you think about the Jews had spent the last several thousand years being oppressed, you know, by different captors and by the law, essentially, you know, God had put the law in place to let us know we don't measure up. So these people had spent their entire lives trying to come to God trying to measure up and always feeling like they're not getting there. And chapter 11 starts with Jesus saying some super hard things um, about some Jews in different towns who were... Um, they had basically seen the promises and miracles of God, but then they didn't believe. And so what's interesting is that this actually ends and comes down to, tucked into the very end of this chapter, um, is a little glimpse into the heart of our Father who is revealed through Jesus. So let's read together in Matthew 28 through 30. And, and it starts with it and says, Come. And I love that the very first word of this verse is to just come to me. That's it. Come. His simple invitation. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. I love so much that the heart of God and his desire trying to connect with us is to say, just come to me and I'll show you how to rest. I'll show you how to not carry these heavy burdens around. This four letter word, I promise, is going to change your life to rest. It is relief from oppression, from the things that weigh you down. It's a call to turn from what you're depending on to dependence to God. It's a simple invitation to come to him. And in every area, in life, in ministry, in parenthood, anything we do becomes a burden and it becomes heavy to bear when we try to do it in our own strength, in our own power. Anything becomes heavy. Um, and I want to challenge you today that sometimes we think we're carrying that heavy load for Jesus, but a lot of things I've carried in my life is stuff that he didn't give me to carry. Somewhere along the way, I picked it up on my own. Um, and that reminds me a lot about kind of my own story growing up, and I've shared some about different struggles with comparison and insecurity and fears. Um, but that really started kind of at a young age. And I'd love to say that I outgrew it, you know, magically when I got married and became a pastor's wife. But it's something that always lingers that Satan will use in your mind. Um, it lasted long into marriage, into parenting, into my work. Um, and somewhere along the way, I was thinking back, I went from kind of being this innocent kid, you know, who just played and did fun kid stuff and turned into kind of a young, you know, adult, a preteen who all of a sudden noticed around me that there's all these people that I need to compare myself to. And, you know, in like late middle school, early high school, that looks like I have to wear all the right clothes. I have to have all the right stuff. I have to fit in with these people. And if I don't compare the right way to those people, then I'm not good enough. But as I got older, later in high school and college, that translated into achievement and success. You know, I looked at other friends who had different opportunities, got better grades at something, were smarter than me or had a better internship opportunity or different things that God gave to them. And all of a sudden I thought, well, I don't measure up because I don't have this or this or this. 
Um, and then graduating college and moving into marriage and ministry, all of a sudden this like you get into this world where you have to live this perfect Christian life. You're a pastor's wife. You know, you have this heavy weight of we have to do this right. So I have a checkbox of I have to check off this whole list of this like Christian living that I have to do. Um, to do these things. And even in that, as I grew older in like parenting our foster kids and working through our struggles with infertility, really what that generated into was a lot of me just being afraid of what was coming in the future and like what God maybe had for us or maybe didn't, trying to control that and trying to be in control of that and not being able to. Um, and even today, that comparison in motherhood, it's real. You have mom guilt for, oh, I wish I didn't have this job or this experience or this is hard and am I doing this right at all? And ultimately, and to the detriment of the people who were around me and closest to me, I didn't just have this voice in me, but I projected it onto them. Um, you know, with in my marriage with Sean, there have been so many times where he comes to me with something like, hey, this is going to make what you do better. This is going to make you better. And all I hear is a voice of, you can't do this. You're not good enough. It's not what he's saying, but I'm projecting that voice of comparison and insecurity onto him. The same thing when we had our foster kids. You know, every failure they met along the way was because I wasn't good enough or I didn't say enough. Um, or I didn't do enough to really move them in a way that they were supposed to. Um, or in my work, you know, any missed opportunity, things like that were because I didn't measure up. And so early on, I picked up comparison, which led me to pick up insecurity and pick up fear. And I kept piling these things on. And ultimately, I'm carrying this huge load and this huge burden that was never intended for me by Jesus. And that voice plays itself out kind of in any circumstance in life. And even now, if that voice gets too loud, I'll just shut it down. You know, if I let that voice master me, I always follow it to its extremes. And so it's so important. So I want to have you think just for a second this morning, what things have you picked up along the way? Maybe some of my story resonated with you, or maybe you're different. You know, maybe you've picked up some expectations or control or perfectionism. Maybe you've picked up some anxiety or fear about a situation or being a workaholic or being a super achiever, um, maybe just comparison, or maybe you go the other extreme. Maybe you picked up just being numb and turning yourself off to the situations around you. You just make yourself distracted so you don't have to work through what God is calling you to. Uh, or maybe you feel inadequate, indifferent, or just apathetic about life or serving God in general. There's so many things we can pick up that we're never supposed to carry, but I have good news for you. God gives us a solution to what is burdening us. So look at this again in Matthew 11, in verse 28, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and then what? And then I will give you rest. This whole thing starts by coming to Jesus. That's where rest begins. First, he says, come to me and then I will give you rest. You know, it's crazy because when I'm so weary and I'm holding all these things I'm not supposed to, I don't even realize how much I'm vulnerable to this, you know, a spiritual attack on my life. I have things God's called me to that I can't even do because I'm too tired carrying heavy burdens to being aware and being close to Jesus in that season. And then that leads even worse that I'll start leaning on the world to fix these solutions to try to dump some stuff off in different ways. And it just wasn't ever intended to be that way. It doesn't fit right. It doesn't feel right. I'll look to people or social media or vacations or whatever thing I'm looking forward to to fill that void, to give me that rest I'm looking for. And it just never satisfies. And so what I've really learned and what I've seen is that if you take all that stuff and you can find a way to put it off, which we'll talk about, um, you start to be more busy following Jesus than you are consumed with who's following you. 
who, what people think of you, and all of these things that you have that you're trying to measure up to, compare to, to succeed at, to achieve. Um, and I think as Christians, it's really time that we start being a little bit more consumed with the billions of people across the world who are not following Jesus than we are so consumed about who's following us and how many likes we get and what the people that are closest to us really think about what God has called us to do. Our race is unique and I don't have time when I'm following Jesus to focus in on what everybody else thinks of me and trying to measure up to this impossible standard. But the answer to that and saying like that it's God that gives us rest, I love what the Bible says about our God in Psalm 28, 7 and 8. It says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. He is the strength of his people. He is a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. And I just, God is our strength. He is our shield. He's our strong tower. He's our fortress. He is our rest when we are weary. And so we need to find our rest and safety in him. And I want to challenge you today that sometimes it's like, man, I can't find that rest. I don't know where that is. I don't know where to start with that. But I want to challenge you that this simple command, come, can solve a problem if you believe the power behind a promise. And that's really big because it's not just like, oh, just come. You know, it's not a nice song. It's like, no, really come. Because when you truly believe that God's power is in that invitation to come, then you will be able to come to him to find rest because of the power of God saying that in your life. It is the power behind the promise that lets you come with that simple invitation. The reason for that is, so what does rest look like then? Do we don't need, you know, more vacations, more naps, if you're a type nine like me, different stuff like that. Um, so what we really need and what we're going to call this today is that we need a soul rest. It's not just more time off. It's not just vacation. It's not just a Sabbath. And all those things are good things. Um, but what we really need is something that is going to fill this void inside of us. It's going to help us to carry the heavy burdens. Um, and rest for our souls really only comes when we come to Jesus. Jesus isn't just looking for us to like jump on the parade or the bandwagon. Jesus is looking for that divine transformation where our soul is aligned with him and we can move forward in what we need to do. And so what I want to challenge you today is we have to realize that that is not just, you know, oh, I come to church and I hang out. That is having a moment inside of your life where you say, you know what, I'm going to realize today that I labor, I do what God's called me to do, not from or not for love, but from love. It's because Jesus loves me that I work. I'm not trying to work for his love. I labor from approval, not for his approval. I have to labor from victory and not for his victory. And I know that some of you need to hear that today, that you have already won when you start by coming to Jesus. We labor from acceptance, not for it. You're not in a position with Jesus's love where you have to earn these things. He freely gives it. All you have to do is come. And if you're struggling with that today, like I just can't get there, I want to challenge you that, you know, when did the love of God not become enough for us? Because God gives us this expansive love, full access to his spirit. Everything we need for life and godliness is in him and in this word. And all of a sudden, I know I start looking outside of myself to say, you know, oh, I can find acceptance in this place. This thing makes me feel good. I love all the likes I got on this post on Facebook. I love it when, you know, I get an award at work or whatever thing I'm looking to fill all of those things inside of me. And we have to find all that we need from Jesus because it's not going to get um, easier and we're not going to make it that far if we don't. We're going to wear out. And so Jesus wants us to come to him. Don't make the mistake of picking up those burdens that you were never intended to carry. And don't let the things you've already picked up stop you from being who God wants you to be like I did. God gives us a simple request. Lay those burdens down. Come to me. Find that four-letter word, rest. It's a call to turn from your depending on to come to him. 
So his first request is for us to come, and the second is just as powerful. And look what he says back in our passage. It says, come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Here comes our second request, take. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Take my yoke and learn from me. So what is Jesus saying when he's talking about a yoke? So a yoke is kind of a weird thing if you're a you know city slicker like me that Sean always says, we grew up not in the country. <laughs> but a yoke was actually, traditionally, it was always a symbol of burden. You see people were yoked down by the law. And if you kind of look back through the Old Testament, um, but in the story of kind of this yoke that Jesus is describing, there were always two oxen in the yoke. They used it to plow the fields. Um, there was one oxen who was more experienced, was older, knew the way to plow, the way to move. And this oxen traditionally carried about 90% of the weight of the work that they were doing. And then there was always a younger, less experienced oxen who was alongside him to learn the way. And so really when Jesus says, take my yoke, he's not saying take this burden, take this heavy load. He's saying, come walk next to me and learn from me. I'm going to carry most of this. I'm going to shoulder the weight, but I want you to learn from me to learn how to do this with me. And he is asking, come alongside me so I can carry your weight. I want to show you the way to go. I want to show you how you can walk through this season, walk through this call I've put on your life. Because sometimes what you're carrying feels like a burden because it's something you picked up that you weren't supposed to be carrying. Or it challenged you, you know, maybe your burden feels extra heavy because you kicked Jesus out of the yoke a long time ago. And we need to say, no, I'm coming to you. We're coming back together. You know, just like my story, I was juggling all those expectations that I put on myself and it was too much to bear. I can't handle it. Eventually that's going to be a breaking point and I have to come to Jesus to trust him with that. Um, and I want to take a minute and think of something, you know, what robs our generation, what robs my generation of so much is comparison. I talked about that just a little bit, but, you know, as a mom and we're focused on mom's day and um, just all those things, but man, there is a lot of comparison that comes in that, especially with social media and all of the things we have access to. And, you know, there's mom shaming and then there's mom guilt because we don't measure up to all these things that we see. But I just want to tell you today that it's okay to have a Pinterest fail. Because that means you had a Pinterest try and good for you for actually getting out there and trying to do something with your family. It's okay to tell all the Karens to be quiet and nobody cares. <laughs> like we each have to run the race that God has given us to run and we can't spend all our time focusing on what everyone else is doing. Comparison says, I want to be someone else. I want to live their life. I want all the things that God has given them. But God didn't call you to be somebody else. He called you to be you and he knew you needed to be exactly who you're supposed to be to run the race he called you to run, to plow your field and your lane with him alongside you. And it reminds me of kind of a funny story actually in the Bible where after Jesus resurrected and came back and restored Peter, they're all like kind of chatting about what happens now. Um, and Peter's hearing all of this stuff about his future and about how he's ultimately going to give his life, you know, for Jesus and all these things. And, and Jesus is telling him like some hard stuff, you know, and he gets to the end of the story and Jesus is like, well, what about him? And points to John. Um, and so it's actually kind of funny. This is in John. So John, I think had a pretty good sense of humor as he reports some of this stuff back. But um, Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You have to follow me. And so so every time I catch myself looking at someone else's life, like, oh man, they got that thing or whatever, I kind of have to stop and check myself and be like, what's it to you? Someone else's blessing doesn't take anything away from my life. God can choose to give and take away. He's given me so much. I have to run my race. I have to focus on me, not comparing to what everybody else has got. Um, 
So then this is second part of this is to take my yoke, to have Jesus carry that burden, but to learn on him. So what are we supposed to be learning in this season anyway? Take my yoke and learn from me. Um, I think the biggest thing and what stands out to me during this whole COVID time and all of the things that we're just trying to figure out this hope in the dark is this dependence on God. You know, I don't control the situation. I don't control this virus. I don't control anything kind of in my circumstances around me, but I can learn to depend on God who does control it. And the ironic thing about releasing control feels like such a hard thing. But to be honest, I was never in control anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of funny when you look at it, it's like easy to let go because it wasn't ever mine. Um, but we're learning satisfaction in him. You know, things don't look the same, but I have the same God. I have the same people who care about me that we can show it in different ways. I'm learning to find his peace. Um, and honestly, one thing we learn, you know, this yoke is about oxen. And what did they do? We're learning how to plow a field because we're in a harvest. And I don't think that this you know, time of staying at home in quarantine is just so I can sit at home and watch Netflix. I think that, you know, if I want to see a bigger harvest for the kingdom, I'm going to have to learn how to plow like Jesus. And if I want to multiply what I'm doing for him, I'm going to yoke up next to him and I, we're going to plow together because he is going to multiply the small thing I bring, huge results for his kingdom. So if you want to multiply your life, don't do it in your own strength. Do it with his. You know, and then finally, thinking about being yoked together, like we are walking in step with Jesus. When you're yoked up with him, he's going to take you places you were never willing to go on your own. He knows the path. He knows where to go. Um, and he gives us so many models of how that apprenticeship looks. I love um, in Philippians, he tells us, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And then you will experience his peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What incredible instructions for the things that are weighing us down. You want peace? Don't worry, pray. You want to find this, I mean, peace that surpasses all understanding is incredible and it's here at your disposal when you come and take from God, you know, and that gives me, I don't need to know my future because God's present. I don't have to be full of fear and anxiety because he's with me and I won't measure my significance on followers. Let me encourage you again. You cannot pick up everything that is thrown at you to carry, and that's okay. And really caution you to be careful what you pick up and be careful what you're learning along the way because that stuff will stick with you. God wants to take, he wants you to take his yoke and to learn from him. He wants to give you soul rest. And I know when I stop carrying the burden, when I stop doing it my way, when I'm not full of fear and anxiety or the future, I focus on what he's doing in my life he's carrying the weight, I find my rest. So our passage finishes up with a promise of God for those who follow these requests, a word for today. So God simply requests, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened. Not only come, but also take my yoke and learn from me for I'm gentle. But here's the promise of God. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So I have a yoke for you to look at, um, if you can see that there. And there's nothing easy about that. Um, when you're plowing a field and you're stuck there and you're an ox and you're pulling, even the dude who's plowing behind the oxen, it's hard work. Um, it's only easy when you're yoked to Jesus. And I wanna challenge you, if your burden feels like too much, maybe ask yourself, when did I kick Jesus out of his side of the yoke? When was the last time I felt like this burden was actually light and something I could bear on my own? Because I know in my life, I look back, it's the times I was walking so closely with him when I came to him. And this isn't going to get easier, especially in the end times, especially with the uncertainty of how life looks, you know, during this quarantine and after. Um, this season's been challenging. And so ask yourself, am I doing work, service, marriage, relationships, parenting? Am I doing this in my 
my own strength or am I leaning into the strength and the power of God today? You know, what is my response when the burden gets too heavy? Do I lay it down at his feet or do I try to stack on more to keep doing and doing and doing more work? So don't numb the reality today. Don't be a drone on your phone or sit on your couch on Netflix all day. Don't use a substance or something to keep you out of God's will, but walk with confidence because you're connected to Jesus. When you come to him, he will give you rest. It's time to live the life that he has called you to live. Not be worried about where fear or anxiety will take you. Look at what Paul said to his apprentice who was walking alongside him in the yoke in 2 Timothy 1.7. He said, for the spirit God gave us doesn't make us timid. It gives us power and love and self-discipline. And that spirit lives in you today if you know Jesus. You have the power and the love and the discipline to do whatever it is God's calling you to do. So today, I want you to leave here knowing that you can be confident in who God has called you to be and you can be confident to do what he has called you to do. And maybe today is the first time that you've ever come or maybe you've come before, but it doesn't matter because his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and he will give you rest. There's no secret magic formula. It doesn't matter how we feel, what our circumstances in, or what we do or what comes against us, but come to him and he will exchange your weariness for his rest. Let's pray. God, you're so good, and today we come just to learn from you, not from the voices in the world around us, but we want to see ourselves how you see us. As we pray, I know there are people who say, God, you're speaking to me, and I've struggled with carrying my own burdens and depending on you, but today, God, I'm coming to you. I need soul rest that only you can give. God, my heart breaks for people who are listening to the lies of Satan. They're trying to work in their own power. God, help us to yield to you to take your yoke. Remind us how you've called and equipped us. We're ready and willing to carry the weight with us. Our dependence on you will change our today and it will change our tomorrow. So help me to put down the things I've picked up that were never mine to carry. I want to learn to walk with confidence because I'm walking next to you, Jesus. And as we keep praying today, there might be some of you who say, I've never accepted his first invitation to come. You might feel weary and well-doing, tired and alone, ashamed of your past that you're never going to measure up. And let me give you some good news. You don't have to be good enough for Jesus to come to him today. God doesn't have expectations for you to know him. He simply says, come today and you can come to him. He is gentle and humble at heart. And here's the reason why he sent his son, Jesus. No matter what you've done, he loves you. He carried the cross for your sins and he wants to carry your burdens. We didn't earn his grace and we don't deserve it, but he wants to give you full access to the forgiveness and grace that you can only find in him. And the Bible says anyone, even you today, can be saved, forgiven, and completely changed. You're not logged on here by accident today. God brought you here because he's reaching out so you can say yes to his simple invitation to come. And so you can, if you need to say yes to Jesus today, just pray this prayer, God, I need you. Thank you for sending your son for me. Forgive me for all that I've done against you, God. I love you. Thank you for giving your life. You can have mine. In Jesus' name. And if that's you and you say, yes, I need Jesus. Yes, I need forgiveness. I need that today. Just go ahead and connect with us. We'd love to share this moment with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Real Life, let's give some love for those who've made this decision today and for everybody who is just really contemplating what God's doing in their life today on this Mother's Day. Dude, yeah, give it up for everybody who came to Christ today. Great word, babe. Happy Mother's Day. 
Um, awesome job. Hey, I wanna, I wanna encourage you um, to, to text RLNEXT to 97000 if you made the decision to follow Christ today. Man, having the ultimate Prince of Peace and rest in your life, you can make that decision. Man, just, just text us. We'd love to connect with you, help with your next step to follow Jesus. Man, as a church, we're here with you on this journey. I know it may feel like you're alone. I may feel like you're all by yourself, but I would encourage you to follow Christ in this season. Man, great word. Come on, give it up for Diane. Uh, just awesome job. Show some love. Give some, she's embarrassed over here. Um, do some amazing message. Thanks, babe, for bringing that. Um, is encouraging. Um, I want to encourage you guys, man, get in a life group. If you have not joined a life group yet, I mean, if you're new with us, I'll give you a pass on this. But if you're not new with us, man, what are you waiting for? Man, jump in a life group. Man, this is where you get connected. Our life groups have exploded uh, online. Um, we have more people in life groups than usually show up on a Sunday morning. You guys are the heartbeat of our church. And uh, I don't know where I'd be without my life group. It's a good way to get connected uh, in this season. We're isolated. Um, we're insulated. But, man, we're going to do life on mission. So I encourage you. Uh, we have tons of life groups. They meet all the time, uh, every day of the week. You can find a life group. And so I would encourage you to get plugged in. This is a place where God's going to use you to grow. These are friendships that keep you connected. It's still going to be a little season before we're going to meet in person, and it's going to feel good. So you want to get connected in this season. Invite people. I would encourage you, if you're on Facebook, your life group, invite people to your Facebook page or your group and get people connected. Man, people all over, not just our city or community, but around the world are connecting. So I want to say thank you for those in the group. But hey, get connected. Um, you guys will really, really enjoy it. I want to say a couple things about your guys' generosity. First of all, thank you for your guys' generosity. In this season, um, I'm telling you, we would have thought we would never be where at, but you've exceeded expectation. God is using you this week. Uh, we gave $1,160 because of you got your guys' generosity, spontaneous generosity, by the way. Um, after the six and six last week, Rose talked about uh, feeding people in this year. And so many of you stepped up to the plate. Uh, we didn't ask you to do this, but you had the hard generosity. And so we were able to, able to feed 53 families for one month because you guys' generosity uh, from last week's message just in passing. Absolutely awesome. This week, uh, we're giving $1,000 to Vapor Ministries. It's one of our partner mission organizations. Uh, they're doing so much around the world, and they're raising a lot of money to help those in need. They have different centers in uh, Togo, Togoville, West, West Africa, and uh, in in, um, in, uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Man, I messed that all up. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and also in Haiti, there's places all around the world they are hurting. And so they're raising extra money and funds for that. That money goes directly to the field. And so we're just be able to bless people in this season. We have more blessing we want to do. I know God has more inside of us to give and to make a difference in this season. I would encourage you not to hold back. Uh, I know Diane, she came to me with a number. I was like, you serious? Like, And so we, we like, yeah, we're going to do that. So uh, we've given above and beyond to our church as well. And God's just using it in incredible ways. So I'll say thank you for what you guys doing. I'll give you guys an opportunity to serve as well. This is amazing. Uh, the blood drive here in Raymore, uh, we partnered with them. At the time we partnered, there was 24 slots. Uh, quickly, we said we need way more slots. So it's like, so that went up to like 54 or 52. Uh, then it went to 57 and then it went to 62 and then it went to 67. And then we we're like, just add more time. Like we have way more people. Uh, and you guys have hit that every time. And so right now our goal is to hit 100 people. Uh, as of right now, we probably get about 70 people signed up. So we're looking for about 30 more people. And uh, they said we keep taking if we keep bringing them. So we're just going to keep bringing them in the name of Jesus. They've extended the time to 4 p.m. instead of 3. So if you're available, uh, man, there's a 
blood shortage in our community around the United States, but you guys can make a difference. You can save up to three lives by donating blood. Thank you so much. For those of you guys already signed up, if you can't sign up, I get it. Uh, but I encourage you, if you can donate, please donate. It's happening May 12th here at the Rec Park at the Raymore Activity Center. And um, I, I just believe God's gonna use it in big ways. So you guys are a generous church. Thank you so much for all they're doing in this season. I encourage you guys to continue being generous. Everything's a high cost in this season, but it's a high calling, especially as we begin to meet and begin to plan and buy stuff to meet in person, whatever that's going to happen. Uh, we're taking it week by week, uh, but I would encourage you, man, we're spending more and more money behind the scenes to get things rolling and your generosity makes a difference. Three ways you can give, uh, you can give online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can text me amount to 84321 and you can mail us a check. You can go old school address at the bottom of the website page. So thank you guys so much for what you're doing. I invite you guys to stand again as we worship Jesus on this Mother's Day. Come on, let's give our best. Let's love them. We love them. Come on. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Come on. Let's give it to Jesus. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. At the space between what used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. There was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another in the waters holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding? How I've been set free Where is the cross that bears a burden Where another died for me Where is another in the fire All my dead left for dead See the light in the darkness. 
about another being in the fire. That means there's somebody with you in the midst of a trial or a tribulation. And Diane just brought a great message talking about that. We don't have to do the heavy lifting. There's a rest that we have in Jesus. So Jesus is our hope. And I want you guys to know if you need hope for any reason, I wanna encourage you just to reach out and just you just call on Jesus name. And we'd love to help you too. So if you want, text RLHOPE to 97000 and uh, we'll give you as much hope as we can in Jesus name today. So don't go anywhere, don't turn the channel, come hang out with us for this kids worship service, this Real Life Kids. It is a great time, they have fun songs, some activities, and they just have a great message just for them. All the family's invited, you'll have a great time, and they'll just enjoy worshiping God in a way that they can just enjoy and have fun with. So don't leave, it's here in a few minutes, we'd love to see you there. Last chance, you guys give your mothers a happy, a happy, happy Mother's Day. And we wanna give you guys a, one more time a happy Mother's Day from Real Life. Can't wait to see you guys in a, in a life group this week. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. 